I'm Jack Hirschman and welcome to this week's edition of the Hot Topics podcast, the place where the global thinkers, innovators and disruptors come to share their thought leadership on the fast-moving tech ecosystem. In this week's episode, we're going to be taking a look at harnessing the true power of data, because when you know what to do with it, as this week's guest certainly does, it can help inform pretty powerful decisions. By itself, data can get a little bit boring, so let's add some context. was an F1 car, if you hadn't guessed. And our guest this week, Dr. Caroline Hargrove, the technical director of McLaren Applied Technology Group, spent years on the pit lane. Caroline, by the way, is the lady who invented the F1 simulators that pretty much every single F1 team uses to prepare before races. She was employee number three at McLaren Applied Technologies, and her role is really to prove at a high level, just how powerful data can be when it's used in the right way. McLaren is certainly setting the benchmark for this, and if you are to take anything from this week's episode, it's really that data is incredibly easy to get hold of, but using it in the right way and gaining insight from that data is an entirely different story altogether. So Caroline, thank you so much for joining us. Yes, pleasure. Could you please explain to me what McLaren Applied Technologies does? Right, well, I'll first start by telling you that McLaren technology group has got three companies. It's well known for its racing companies, so we have a Formula One. We have an automotive company that makes those really lovely high-end cars. And then we have a technology company, and this is McLaren Applied Technologies, that has been set up about eight years ago to exploit Formula One technology in outside motor racing and, and the traditional areas of McLaren. And 18 months ago, we, we merged with our electronics company to become a bigger Applied technology. So we were three when I joined, employee number three in eight years ago, and we're 300 now. Wow. Um, and we've grown. So a big part of our PNL is still in motor racing, in the sensors, the electronics. Uh, but the fastest growing area is very much what we do outside that. And we're exploiting the, the heritage that came from Formula One. So things like uh, our design capabilities, simulation, data analytics, telemetry, control systems. Um, embedded control uh, and electronics, obviously, um, and we exploit that by by bringing those qualities together in working with leaders in other industries and co-create products or systems or solutions. So we tend to not well, we we tend to join up to create something innovative, but our partners at the moment are the ones taking it to market. And if I'm not mistaken, everything you do is driven by data, right? Yes, absolutely. In fact, you know, in a, in a sort of strange world of Formula One, you think everyone does that. So I spent 10 years of my life in Formula One, and you, you're very insular. You think, you know, what the next thing to, to make your, your car go faster, and you're so used to using data. Then when we first started going into other areas, we were surprised that people weren't using data to the extent that we did. And then we realized, well, actually, we're, we could, we're quite good at this. That might be a, a skill that we can work alongside others to get more insight from the data. It's one thing to get to record data and, and get it. It's another thing to really use it usefully. And that's where we started doing these decision support systems that are real-time, that real-time can mean many different things to different people, but that are right-time mm-hmm. so that you can make business decisions based on a continuously improving um, dash of, of, your, of your industry, whatever that is for you. Hmm. So you mentioned that kind of about collecting data and stuff, right? So a, a huge, you know, everyone is collecting data at the moment, right? But there's a lot of talk about a data utilization gap. Mm-hmm. What do you think businesses can do in order to overcome that? Well, one thing that, that we've learned is 
team up with others that do it and see how they're doing it and, and brainstorm for how you can really get value because other people have cracked it. And often looking at other, what people have done will give you ideas of how you can really bring insight into your business. I'm not saying that it's all been done before, but often looking at a non-competing industry is really helpful in, in bringing out new ways of doing things. If I give you an example, uh, we work in oil and gas, and then we knew nothing about drilling, but we knew how to use models, how to get data in real time from, from drilling. We knew how to look at historic data and use that to have confidence level into how we're going forward. We brought it all together because they've got competing um, competing um, uh, levers for their, for their industry of drilling as fast as possible because non-productive time costs a lot, but you can't compromise safety. And as well, you've got an aging um, workforce of drillers that know exactly what they need to do, but the, the young ones, it's increasingly hard to drill and it's hard to train people. So how do you solve this? Well, we, we thought, well, well, we'll help you run your models in real time. So they used to do their planning for drilling. And then here's the plan. And the drillers would follow the plan. If things didn't go right, well, it's experience. I'll handle it. Why not continuously plan? As you get new data, just revise your plan as you go along and, and broadcast that so that everyone that are stakeholders in this see the same information. And you know, it's not rocket science, but it's something that the company wasn't doing. And it's something that we used to, to do on a pit lane. Everyone's got to look at the same data so that the decisions are done correctly. And the decision must be made at the point of highest uh, you know, knowledge. And that is not normally at the top of the company. Um, it's at the different points in the company where, where that knowledge resides. But you want everyone to benefit from these. So this is the kind of skills that's what I mean by bringing together a number of, of, of things together. Even if we're not the expert, we can bring something to, to the mix and these people, you know, they announced that we, they, they think on some of their wells, they cut down by 25% non-productive time. Now, that's, that's stunning. Hmm. But that's because you're supporting, you're giving your employees ways of making better decisions. I was doing a little bit of reading before the interview. I saw you, you guys work with Specialized and, and GlaxoSmithKline as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, could you uh, explain to us a little bit? Absolutely. About I mean, Specialized is a lovely story because they came to us wanting to build... Uh, a bike that their marketing department, not that I've got anything like this, marketing departments, but of course they'd already said that they would do a better version of their Venge before their engineering department were not succeeding in doing a better one. They already had a good bike and they, they put it to their riders and they all preferred the old ones. So they were, you know, a California based company. For them to come and approach us and say, we, We'd like to do a lighter, stiffer bike. Could you, could you do one? And the kind of deal that we did with them was that if we didn't succeed, we weren't getting paid. But we pretty reasonably confident we could do that. Um, and, and we exceeded what they asked us to do, which was great. But even better for us is that they did the launch at our headquarters in the UK. They didn't ever launch in the UK. And then that was the Friday and the Saturday we won the race. You know, our bike won the race. Matt Goss, who had never won a race before at that level, the Milan San Remo race, and then Mark Cavendish got the green jersey on it. Um, and the Glaxo story is a similar one where a lot of people think, well, you know, very different. What do you know about pharmaceutical? Well, we don't. Um, uh, but we've helped on a number of strands where we knew we had strength, and therefore when we, 
we looked at the kind of projects we, do, we could do with them. We helped them, and you could see the parallel with Formula One, on telemetry during clinical trials. So telemetry on people, well, it's getting data out of people that are not next to you and getting that data analysed and see whether you can get some value out of it that will enhance what you already get from your clinical trials. So we did their very first study that they ever done with people wearing devices in their own homes. So that was really good for us. Um, we're running another one right now, so that's our second one with them. And, but that, that's one strand, so the R&D strand. We've helped them look at data during... So it's very complex, the, the world of, um, of the, the, their pharmaceutical development, and they have a lot of data of compounds that they do over years. Obviously, it's a very long process. And knowing when they've explored enough in one direction and, and it's maybe not really going anywhere and go in a different direction... They get lots and lots of data, and they were struggling to really visualize it. So we, don't, we helped them try to make sense of that to make better decisions. And another example is their production line. Now, you'd say, well, production line, that's engineering, manufacture, and so on. And, and actually, there were quite a few things that we were able to do. We weren't sure, you know, again, what their issues were, so we went and visited a number of their production lines. And through a, a combination of, of factors, one of which is that we're... We don't approach that as the consultants might. Normally, we're, we're, you know, we're not, that's not what we're trying to do. But it's, it tends to generate some interest. Oh, McLaren are here. You know, why are you here? What is it? And we, we talk with them and try to find what are the, the nuggets of issues that they might have that we could help. So we do listen a lot. But we also help in, again, what I was saying earlier, getting data on their planning and their utilization of their um, production line so that it's a dynamic process. Now, it's, it's a very complex mathematical problem, actually, to, to do all the planning on different production line when you have different types of, of drugs being done. And how do you optimize this well when one changes or your ribbon machine stops and, and then on the other line some other issue. Right? And that happens all the time. How do you recover from this most effectively? And it turned out to be quite a fascinating problem to work on. Yeah. And again, they want us to then roll this into more and more factories. So we, it's a voyage of discovery. You know, we didn't start this particular partnership knowing what it is that we were going to do with them. But with them, we work alongside and realize that there were quite a few things that we could do. And, and it's been you know, mutually ben- beneficial because we learned a lot through this. We learned how to work with a big corporate and how it can be beneficial and where our strengths lie as well. Are there any limits to data? Are there any sectors that perhaps someone has approached you and you've gone, no, actually, you know what, we can't. It's, uh, That's it, a really good question, work. actually. I was going to just say, oh, yeah, the financial sector. <laughs> when we first came into, uh, started looking at this, we thought, well, the finance sector, they've got it sorted. We don't need to go there. They do data. But actually, a year ago, we got approached by KPMG to look at their audit business. Now, that's not the same as audit, but still, I never thought we'd ever touch finance. And I didn't even know what impairment meant. And so we started working with, you know, the, I thought the most unlikely company that would come along. And, they, and it turned out that they have these impairments is for them when they're doing a, an audit. Is they've got to try to put a value to some intangibles, things that it's hard to, to quantify, to be objective about. So there's so much subjectivity that then you, they need some backup. So they're, they're doing this through a lot of experience. But again, 
actually, if you start using a lot of modeling in simulation and in, in looking at what the market trends are like, what are your competitors in, in this area are like, and, and start doing a lot of what-if scenarios in a, in a very iterative fashion, then, um, then it, it leads to more, um, I'd say, a greater belief in the assumptions that you're doing. So you're not, obviously, you can't view the future but it helps you have confidence that this option might be closer to the truth than this. I never thought we'd go into this area, so there you go. It, uh, I was proven wrong. But there will be areas that are harder for us to, to crack um, because they're probably busier and, and there's already a lot of, of people in it. Whereas I think there's so many areas where we haven't explored yet, and the big one for us is health. We really want to do more in health. There's somewhere where there is a lot of data. We all can benefit from a, a health service that is better connected. And it costs too much at the moment because it was designed ages ago and we're patching it and so on. That can't continue, but data will help us do things more efficiently. And we're really keen to get into this. So this is, we have done baby steps in this area, but we're, we're going for it. And you know, we've got a partnership with Oxford and they're a surgical department, and we've we're got already a number of projects going, and we've got ambition to start tackling a, you know, bigger uh, ones like cancer, the treatment of cancer, and your journey through that, and how could, how could all the data that we already know about the, the treatments for, for you as an individual, based on other people like you, what is good for you, what is maybe not so good for you, and support the patient in making the decisions as well as the, as the clinical teams, and we just think this, you know, this is an area for a lot of people to be in, and, and we, we have a appetite to, to go in as well. Cool. Well, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. You've been listening to the Hot Topics podcast. For more content, including live events and videos, visit hottopics.ht.